Do we want the best that God has to offer? It's kind of a dumb question. Of course we do. We want the best that God has to offer, yet we sell ourselves short so often. We petition God for what we think humanly is good and the best. But God always thinks bigger than us. He's got bigger plans for us. The right prayer formula was asked today. Luke records the greatest incident in Jesus' ministry as far as I'm concerned. For us, practically speaking, the most help we can get. The healing of the ten lepers. It's a big help for us. We read between, between the lines. We need to know this passage. For scripture is often uh, not just what is said, but what's implied also. So, what was the best of the prayer here as an example? The prayer started out with some praise. Jesus, Master! The Lord's Prayer is the model. Always has praise to start. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But the lepers scream out this petition, have pity on us. It was no secret they were lepers living together, living away from people. Living in that group, Jesus absolutely knew their implied petition, heal us. And Jesus did take pity on them. It was instant. What did he say? Go show yourself to the priests. For nine lepers, they took their human desire to be healed of leprosy and left, just like Jesus told them to do. How awesome the prayer request. How awesome the response. It was a gift beyond belief for all ten of them. Nine of them left the best gift God had in store for them, though. They just left it unopened. The nine did as Jesus told them. That they did. But they didn't do what the Samaritan leper did. As we, they were happy to leave the best gift that Jesus had unopened, of course, we probably do that all the time. How many gifts has God given us that we haven't even opened yet? It's kind of scary for me to think about myself. We settle because we think humanly, not godly. Jesus is answering a prayer here today. Sure, I'm going to heal you. Give you new skin. Give you a new lease on life. You can return to your families. I have more for you, though, if you want it. But they were so happy they didn't hear, I have more for you. We didn't hear it audibly either, but it was there. Who can call from a distance and heal someone, let alone ten lepers beyond repair? So even in their incredible joy, something should have alarmed their sensibilities. It did for one of them. This guy... If he can do this, he knows God, or he is God, and he returned. He returned. See, you want to know people in life that know God very well. The Samaritan leper went back, realizing he was cured. He took time, went back to thank God, glorifying God, for the gift that he received, the healing. He was healed and he thanked Jesus and he praised God. 
And what was the response of Jesus? And this cannot be lost on us. Jesus asked, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine who had been healed with you? So what is Jesus implying there? He expected them to come back. He expected them to thank God. Thank you. That's the principle of the gospel today. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus expected it. Only one came back. Where are the other nine, he says. And then the most gracious gift was opened by this leper who came back and thanked him. What did Jesus say? Your faith has saved you. Thank you added up to a saving faith. There's only one thing it can mean. Ten guys got the best gift in the world. They no longer had leprosy. One of them walked away with eternal life. A saving faith. That's all it really can mean. Your faith has saved you. Thank you. A heart of gratitude opens up our hearts for saving faith. That is the beauty of this gospel. It can't be lost on us, this gospel. That's why he said these are the most important words you're going to hear this year. In this gospel alone, thank you, Lord. I always tell people half your life should be, or half your prayer life should be thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Even the hard stuff, the bad stuff, thank you, Lord. Because even the bad stuff has made me a better person. We thank God for everything in our lives. Gratitude brings us a saving faith. Faith that saves. That's why I said you have one foot in heaven if we can get this principle down. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the air I breathe. Thank you for my family. Thank you for this trial. Because I came out of it and now I know I'm a better person. But the implied expectation of Jesus is we thank. We thank God. And that's what the Samaritan did. Thank Jesus. And the graciousness of God was opened. And he got a gift he could have never imagined he could have got. He hit the lottery twice that day. Leprosy and a saving faith. When we live a life of thanks before God, we get the best gifts God has imagined for us. Just like the leper did. God gave him the humanly best gift and then the extraordinary gift that the leper didn't even know he needed. Thank you unleashed the best God had to give. When Jesus says your faith has saved you, he meant your soul. All of them were saved in body. One was saved in soul. It had to be desired, it had to be received. In our first reading today, Naaman was healed at the command of Elisha the prophet. Naaman the Gentile was so happy, he praised God of Israel. As the only God, it led to a, a saving faith for him even. To thank, he thanked Elijah, or Elisha, High praise from a pagan in ancient times. And Naaman is recorded in God's word now forevermore. Someone who did it right, implied, is a saving faith. Let us live it. Thank you. Gratitude. A life of gratitude makes us 
very special people in the eyes of God.